Blog Talk Radio. Now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 367, ladies and gentlemen. We are live living color. Getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow me at Chris Prolific. Follow Pancakes and Power Slams at Crave Wrestling. And join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. So here's the deal. This is one of my favorite guests. Um, You know, it's it's interesting. I, I might have said this before. He's been on the show probably four times, I think. I think mean, this maybe it's fifth, it's maybe it's fourth or fifth time, um, but I, I guess <laughs> it's it's indicative of how much I appreciate him being on the show and just how much I appreciate him as a person. Um, you know, it's it's really cool, man, to meet people who share the same um, core values as you do um, in the wrestling industry, and you know, this guy's one of them. And I really, really appreciate that. It's, it's very awesome. And just, um, you know, he he's, you know, vocal, you know, about um, about that. And he's got some upcoming events uh, that uh, I uh, want him to come back on the show to, to promote. And, of, of course, uh, some awesome Q&A that we're going to set up for him as well. You know, I uh, I met him, you know, we've been Facebook friends for, for a little bit now. I don't know exactly when the first time he was on the show. I can I can find that out, uh, <laughs> and, uh, simply finding that out. Um, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago. Um, I don't remember how I – I don't know. I don't even remember 
what caused me to reach out to him to, to bring him on the show. I don't remember. Um, okay, it looks like he was on the show October 26, 2016, May 3rd, 2017. Um, there was another one, too, I believe. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. I think there's another one, <clears throat> just to make sure. Yes, there was another one on May 23rd. Uh, May 22nd, 2018. So, yep, it's his fourth time. <clears throat> and so, yeah, it's been almost a year, almost a year since the last time he's been on the show. Wow, time just flying by. Craziness. <clears throat> but I don't remember what exactly caused uh, me to reach out to him the first time, uh, which was three years ago. And But, you know, uh, he did, and he came on the show, became Facebook friends, and, Man, he's really supportive uh, of a lot of things that I do on Facebook. I'm very vocal about my faith, and uh, he's very supportive about that. I, I really appreciate that, actually, um, because a lot of people, uh, a lot of wrestlers, I've talked, I've had about 150 guests, wrestling guests on the show before, and, um, you know, I've, I've, I've kept good relationships with wrestlers, but a lot of people, uh, they don't um, – it's, it it kind of gets to the point where they become so like wrestling minded that uh, you know they don't uh, really do much support for us little plebeians uh, <laughs> for us non wrestlers. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate him. I met him uh, in person for the first time last year in uh, New Orleans, uh, and uh, yeah, so you know interviewed him. Last year, and then also uh, supported him. I uh, came and saw he was a, in the House of Hardcore event, uh, event uh, last year as well. And we chatted a couple times, man, and, uh, you know, caught up. We, we knew each other from – I mean, we knew each other from the show and then, of course, from Facebook and then meeting the first time last year. was It was really cool, man. I was it, – it was a very pleasant experience to just meet a genuinely nice guy in the professional wrestling industry who's accomplished a lot in his career, but isn't, uh, he's still humble. Still, he's not high-minded or very arrogant about it, about his accomplishments and things like that. I, to me personally, I really, really appreciate stuff like that um, just because it can be easy to grow some arrogance in the, in the professional wrestling industry, uh, but this person is, is very humble with, uh, with that. So I really appreciate that. Awesome guy. Uh, if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. <laughs> and uh, let's, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him on the show. My guy, Lance Archer, how are you tonight, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's great to have you on the show again tonight. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate all the kind words you just said as well. Uh, genuine and from the heart, man. I I, I uh, meant every every single every single word of them. I really appreciate. Uh, you know, you don't. It's, it's funny that uh, the support that you give me on social media with uh, not even really knowing me. I mean, we've got to know each other, you know, a little better. But uh, uh, you know, just I, I just really appreciate that stuff, man. So you know, it's like sometimes uh, the best things are are the ones that go unnoticed. So I definitely want to give you some. Some, uh, a big shout out on that, man. Oh, 
no no problem, man, and thank you. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about uh, Lance Archer. Let's talk about Lance Archer. Okay. So, uh, uh, so you just came from uh, March, uh, big uh, run uh, uh, in, in New Japan, uh, doing a lot of mm-hmm. uh, uh, six mans with with Suzuki Goon. Um, and right. uh, so, how was that? How was how was that big run in uh, New Japan uh, back in March? Oh, it was great, man. You know, I mean, uh, New Japan is an extremely full company now. You know, when I started with New Japan back in 2011, and you, you've, you've brought me up to your fans as Lance Archer. Some of them may remember me as Lance Hoyt from my TNA days, yeah. Lance Archer, my WWE days, my very ill-run mm-hmm. WWE time. Uh, but my best time has been in New Japan. And like I said, from 2011 to now, New Japan has grown and become a company that is just, it's really taken over the professional wrestling world. Um, you know, and I've been a part of the New Japan Cups many times from the, my first years with the company to now, and just the way it's changed. You know, they even changed the format this year, added more guys, and the winner actually, you know, went on to face uh, uh, Jay White at, at the Madison Square Garden show. So it actually had... Uh, a really big prize to where the new, new Japan Cup in the past definitely gave somebody a chance at a title and whatnot, but this time because of MSG and everything, um, it gave it a bigger uh, platform. And for myself, you know, it was one of those situations where I had two matches in the New Japan Cup. Uh, I, I beat uh, Hinari in the first round, which was still a really good match. And then uh, I wrestled with Osprey, Will Osprey, who's obviously and absolutely one of the up-and-coming future major champions of this business. You know, he already is, but he's going to be even bigger than anybody I think can even expect him to be. Um, and luckily enough, I, I had a chance to wrestle him. And unfortunately, I did not win that match, but it was one of those matches that seemed to open a lot of people's eyes about what I still can absolutely do, you know, which was good for me. Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned all the six-mans and stuff. and Yeah, we had a lot of those. And, that's kind of the New Japan style when they're not the major shows. Mm-hmm. You work in a lot of six-man, eight-man, and even sometimes ten-man tag matches. Um, but they're always fun. Uh, the matches are always good. I don't think you'll find six-man, eight-man tag matches anywhere else in the world that are as well put together and well executed as the ones you find in New Japan for wrestling. So I had a, I had a blast, man. Yeah, and I think you I think you brought a really good point up about the Osprey match. Uh, because they're okay. so used with you, they're, they're so used about you know. So they're people so used of you being the Suzuki Goon, muscle heavy, teaming with Davey, you know, being in the, in the tag team and six mans in the tag league and stuff like that. And they're very used to that. But I think the exposure of having the one on one match and uh, you know you can't you fell short, but at the same time it really exposed you a lot as far as just like you said you're ability as a singles wrestler, uh, you, you, you beat uh, Toya, an RA, um, at the, I think it was like the second day. Um, and so that really exposed you initially, you know, in this whole cup, you know, as a singles wrestler defeating him. And then, you know, uh, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> I, like the, I feel like the last week, <laughs> the last like five or six uh, days, you, uh, y- y'all went like undefeated. It's uh, <laughs> just good. Just, uh, just a string of tag matches, y'all won. So that was that was awesome. Right. But, 
like I said, you're right about the singles exposure. And, you know, you bring up a good point. And, and I guess that really, it goes back to my, that goes to my next question to you. Like, is there okay. any singles goals that you have in, in New Japan? Because, um, of course, you know, KES, Killer Lee Squad, one of the most dominant right. Uh, tag teams, you know, in uh, in New Japan over the past, you know, five or six years or so. Um, but Lance Archer as a singles competitor, what are some just some short-term goals? Or just have, have you ever really – have you thought about that recently, about a singles career in New Japan? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, KES has had an amazing run, and it's been seven years really since KES has been together with three IWGP Tag Team Champions, two NOAA GHC Tag Team Champions, two yeah. NWA World Tag Team Champions. So we've had an amazing run as a tag team, but I think it's one of those situations where, especially for whatever, like I said, my match with Osprey was one of those eye-opening matches for a lot of people. I knew I could do that, but it was just, I was never really put in that position. Uh, and mm-hmm. once I was, and, and the outcome of it, like I said, even though I lost, for a lot of people, it was like, oh, well, look what he can do even as a singles worker, as a wrestler. Um, so, yeah, for me, you know, I would love for a real opportunity as a singles competitor to get a chance at whether it's the Never title, the U.S. title, the IC title. And I absolutely believe I could be a heck of an IWGP tag, or, excuse me, heavyweight champion. Uh, but it's just a point of the company having the space to put me in that position. Um, and I'm not, I'm not above earning to get there. So if it needs to start with the never and move on up to the U.S. and then move on up to the I.C. and then move on up to the IWGP heavy title, I'm game for it. But they have to actually give me a chance to put me in those positions. Whether that happens, I don't know. But and I, I believe I've proved myself, and I hope it will happen. Yeah, I agree. And, man, I when you say never championship, I could just think about Archer versus uh, Jeff Cobb. You know, Archer versus Hiroki Goto, Archer versus Tomohiro Ishii. Like, to me, those matches, just the very sound of them, it's like it's like a hard-hitting brawl uh, that would just really uh, cause some, some excitement in, in, in a match. So, I, I on paper, to me, uh, count me in. Like, I'm a fan of those matches. You know, uh, even the thought of those matches. So I think that that would be great. Yeah, I think those matches would be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is there anybody, speaking of singles, speaking of singles, is there anyone uh, in the New Japan currently that you would like to, you know, kind of start? If you had a choice to have a singles feud, um, who would it be against right now? Well, I mean, I would go straight to the top, and that'd be Okada. Whether that would happen because of who he is and where he's at and who I am and where I'm at right now, that's a whole other question. But, you know, one one I would love to have an opportunity to have kind of a good feud with, somebody that I'd love to have more than one opportunity to get step in the ring with on a single situation would be Tanahashi. You know, I think him and I are uh, around the same age range. He's obviously always been considered the ace of New Japan. Um, he's one of those guys that if I step in the ring with, I, I'm automatically going to be paid attention to. And once we deliver in a way that yeah. nobody truly expected it to come from, 
him and I together, I, I think it would just help set me up into his platform. Yeah, he would be somebody I would oh, love yeah. to have some really strong and fun matches with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I like what I hear, man. I, I like this idea. I like this thought of, you know, and, and the thing is, it doesn't have to, <clears throat> you know, that, a lot of times when people go on singles, people think that that is the end of their tag team, if they're an established tag team. You know, if you, a, a singles run from, from Lance Archer in New Japan doesn't mean the end of, Suzuki Goon or the end of KES, you know what I mean? It just means that you're just no. branching out and extending your your career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, I, I like, think I, I think like if idea. you talk to Smith, he'd probably say a lot of the same things right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of Smith, he's killing an, M- an MLW as part of the the Heart Foundation, man. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. I think that's a, I think that's a really good branch for him too, you know, to to be a part of that, and uh, it fits right. well, you know, as far as the Heart Foundation is concerned too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, any uh, any any goals? I mean, we talked about your singles career. You know, any uh, uh, real quick before we promote uh, some some upcoming events. Um, any any short term goals that you that you can think of? You just uh, was this a part of that big uh, New Japan Cup and got some big uh, New Japan events coming up as well that we'll talk about? Uh, any uh, any specific goals that you have in mind? You know, I mean, are you talking about wrestling specific or anything different? Both. Um, you know, with wrestling, it's just always continuing to advance myself. You know, I think my whole career has been trying to prove people wrong and surprise people continuously. Um, I'm coming up on 19 years in the wrestling business. I, I think there's probably a lot of people surprised that I would still be at a high level competing the way I have been for this long. Um, and, you know, I'd like to continue to prove people wrong, continue to surprise them and continue to succeed in this business in ways that no one else believed I could. You know, I think that kind of pushes and makes me strive to be something bigger and better. Um, you know, you're, you were talking earlier about our, our faith and whatnot. And I've really started to try to be stronger in the idea of allowing God's will to be done. And if that's his will, as far as wrestling yes. is concerned, I'm going to strive to be my best at it. If it's not, I'm going to strive to be my best at whatever he pushes me in whatever direction. It's hard to accept sometimes because humans, we're prideful and we, we're, we have our desires and we think this is the direction we want to go, but understanding the direction he wants us to go sometimes is harder to see and understand and, and even more so to accept and I'm trying to become better at accepting you know, what path I'm supposed to be on but I understand also my job is to do myself do the best for myself and prepare myself for whatever is ahead of me 100% man <clears throat> I love it <laughs> I love it man it's hard it's, to uh, do man but I'm trying every t- yeah yeah every time I, well every, you know when anybody talks about faith man it lights me up but uh, but uh, yeah, but I agree yeah. with you though, man. I think you bring a really, really good point as far as just you know, you know, sometimes there's doors that open that we, you know, we we weren't even thinking of, you know what I mean, and that right. uh, that we just walk right into because it's his plan, and so his plan is the best, and I 100% agree with you with that. So, um, <clears throat> Mo is asking, so we uh, got a couple questions before I let you go, if that's fine with you, okay. Lance. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Got some uh, live Q, some live Q&A going on. Uh, we got Mo asking. Um, uh, so it's hashtag Ask Archer. Hashtag Ask Archer, and Mo is asking. Right. Um, so you were, of course, you were your Vance Archer in WWE, uh, right. mo- 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 uh, mainly in ECW. Um, right. Any desire to have a WWE career again? You know, I've had that question asked so many times, and it's always one of those questions I answer like this. You never say never. Um, if and when the right opportunity presented itself and fit, you know, where I was at and what I was trying to accomplish, um, absolutely. It's just one of those things that I, right now I'm extremely happy with New Japan. I'm not actively trying to go back to WWE. I'm actively trying to become the best I can be in New Japan Pro Wrestling because I truly see New Japan Pro Wrestling as the best professional wrestling in the business. And right now, the second largest company in the world growing very quickly and very bigly. It's got a nearly 50-year-old history. So, you know, uh, unless WWE came hunting me and offered me something that, you know, an offer I couldn't refuse type situation, um, I'm saying that right now in New Japan, it's my focus. You know, I'm hoping, really hoping that, you know, I'll be a part of the G1 Climax that starts in Dallas, Texas this year on July 6th. Yeah, um, and and be able to continue to prove myself as somebody that New Japan can put the ball, give me the ball, and let me run with it in a way they never thought they had done. Certainly, Joe is asking. Um, <clears throat> so, what are your thoughts about your WWE run overall? I always thought you were very underrated during your time. Thank you for taking my question. Um, I, I, it wasn't a very good one. Um, I understand. <laughs> There's probably a lot of factors to why it wasn't any good. Um, it was what it was. I think, you know, I, I always say if ECW had actually stuck around uh, longer, I think it would have given me an opportunity to really establish myself within the WWE universe to find myself and my confidence within their programming um, and given me a chance, uh, a better chance to be successful as a whole, but, you know, they did shut the ECW program down and start the original NXT, not the version everybody knows today, but the original version. Um, and then, you know, I was kind of put on the shelf and then randomly brought back in a tag team, which was good tag team, me and Kurt Hawkins at first, but we were kind of just at a point where the company was focusing on different people and different things and going into SummerSlam. And so we just kind of got put on the back burners until the point of we weren't used really anymore. And then ultimately it led to, to my ending of times with WWE. Like I said, probably there's some, some factors that fall on myself and there's factors that fall on WWE, but it's just one of those things. The timing wasn't great. It didn't work out. It was what it was. I have some good memories. I made some good friends. Heck, I got to wrestle at WrestleMania. I put the boots on and, and wrestled in the, the pre-show yeah. Battle Royal, which has now kind of become the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. But, you know, I had that opportunity to do that, to, to walk out in front of the 70,000 fans in Phoenix, Arizona, and something, you know, not everybody gets to do. So I appreciate all the amazing cool moments and the friends that I made while I was there, but unfortunately it just wasn't a very good one. Yeah, I think that was well said. I, I think um, pretty much wraps that up for sure. Uh, Ryan's asking, uh, ask Archer of offered a deal. Would you join AEW? Again, kind of the same scenario with a, uh, WWE. It's one of those situations where I'm not actively searching anything out because I'm very happy where I'm at with New Japan. But it's one of those situations also that 
that the AEW came at me and offered me a contract in a, in a situation and a deal that, um, I, in a sense, I couldn't refuse. Um, then you never say never in this business. So I think I would be an amazing asset for AEW uh, as a monster, as that that big man that can come in and wreck house in, in a way that maybe AEW doesn't necessarily have right now. You know, it's still a new company. It's still going to find its, its own identity. Um, but I believe that if and when they wanted to add the American Psycho Lance Archer to that fold, it would be a benefit to AEW in every sense of the word. Certainly. Um, <clears throat> Ali's asking, ask Archer, are you satisfied with what you've accomplished? Also, you are awesome and love what you have done. Ask that one again, please. Uh, so the question and then a comment. So the question is, are you satisfied okay. with what you have accomplished? And the comment okay. is, uh, you are awesome and love what you have done. <laughs> I, you know, I'm very proud of what I've actually accomplished. Like I said, I, I don't think there's a lot of people that thought I'd be around for 19 years and at a high level. Um, I've always worked really hard. And like we were talking earlier, you know, when one door closes, another one can open. And that's happened several times in my mm-hmm. career. But that wasn't without me doing everything I could to help those situations come about. So I'm very proud of my opportunities and things I've, got, I've had a chance to do. Like I said, wrestling around the world, making a living at what I enjoy and love doing, uh, working with some of the biggest names in the business and, and the biggest companies in the business, uh, from my time at TNA to WWE to especially what I've done in the last, you know, coming up on uh, eight years in New Japan for wrestling. You know, as a foreigner, which is, yeah. is really a, a strong point for a lot of people. Not a lot of guys have been able to exist in a company, especially New Japan, outside of the, uh, the U.S. for as long as I have. So, yeah, I'm absolutely proud of what I've accomplished and, and hope that I can actually still accomplish much more and prove much more. So, uh, And I appreciate mm-hmm. the uh, comment. I appreciate the, the, the support and love. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, a couple more guys. Uh, Multi's asking, um, what is your, what was your favorite thing about being in WWE? I think he kind of covered that about WrestleMania and, and being in Phoenix and things like that. Any other thoughts on that? You know, I mean, uh, like I said, I made some really cool friends while I was there. I learned a lot because it's hard not to learn so much in the business when you have some of the biggest, best minds from the Fent Finleys, to the Arn Andersons, to the Tom Pritchers, to the Norman Smileys, to the Dusty Rhodes, to the, oh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And if I've left anybody out, I apologize. Because there were so many great minds of the wrestling business and the history that exists there. Um, to be able to actually sit down and learn under those 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 umbrellas of knowledge was, was a really cool experience. And like I said, getting to be a part of WrestleMania and, you know, travel the world yeah. and, and just do the things that I've been able to do, you know, even with WWE, the biggest company in the world. So I, like I said, I, I wish it would have been a better run, but I still enjoyed my time and what I was able to do. Well said. Cody's asking, who is your favorite tag team to wrestle in new Japan? Oh, to fight against. <laughs> um, uh, again, so many great tag teams. I, and this question I usually answer if somebody asks with uh, Tenzan and Kojima, Tenkozy, just because, you know, when KES first started, they were on top. You know, they're a legendary tag team in all of New Japan history and all of Japanese wrestling history, actually. Um, and they're kind of the ones that helped establish KES, the Killer League squad, as a top tag team 
in all of professional wrestling, especially with New Japan. We probably had between the IWGP and the NWA tag titles, I would say we had at least seven pay-per-view title matches uh, against them and then the countless number of live events where we worked, wrestled them, whether it was straight tags or multi-person tags or whatever the case was. So the, the amount of respect I have just being able to step in the ring with legends like that and then, you know, the matches that we were able to have with them, um, probably my best memories as far as tag team wrestling is concerned is working against Tinkozy. Nice, nice. All right, and Peanut Gallery, we'll uh, wrap it up there. I'll, I'll give you one more uh, qu- uh, comment here before we plug uh, some events that you got coming up and a uh, ticket that you have as well. Um, okay. Joe is saying, "Hope to see." Uh, Joe is saying, "Hope to see you back there someday, Lance. You're a performer worthy of that big stage." You're talking about that degree. Thanks, thanks. Yep. But you know. You're killing it in New Japan. So uh, speaking of killing it, you got some merch. You got some. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you got a new T-shirt that recently came out, right? Well, I'm, I'm teasing. It has the design hasn't been released yet, so we're waiting. But it, it, it's, okay. it's about to drop. Nice, nice. Where, where can they find uh, you to get some merch and um, and also uh, follow you as far as upcoming events as well? Right. Um, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram are the three social medias I use. All of them are under my real name, Lance Hoyt. Um, like I said, there's several events coming up. One of them that I'm excited about is the return of Wrestle Circus, um, one of the premier yeah. independent wrestling companies around the country and the world. They took some hiatus because they had a kid and some other things, uh, but they're coming back on May 12th, and then obviously – uh, the G1 Climax debuting in Dallas, Texas on July 6th. I'm excited about that. Uh, but like I said, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are the three main ones. If you're looking to grab some T-shirts of your own, obviously Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Lance Hoyt. Check it out. I think they actually have a little bit of a sale going on right now. There's some of my own shirts, some Killer Elite Squad shirts. Um, you know, and then check it out, hit it up, send me a message, say what's up. Nice, and uh, you're you uh, got a uh, ticket for sale too for the G1. Yeah, I mean if you're in the Dallas area or really anywhere in Texas and you want to hit me up, uh, send me a private message. Uh, like I said, my Twitter DMs are open, so as my Facebook. Um, please be respectful, but if you are looking for G1 tickets and you don't want to go through Ticketmaster, I do have. Some tickets. They aren't floor or front row or anything like that. They're just the main bowl that surrounds the floor. But I do have some tickets, and you don't have to deal with Ticketmaster and all the ticket fees and all that stuff. Awesome, Lance. It's always a pleasure, man. It's always a, uh, an honor for you to come on my show. You're uh, you're cemented in the Pancakes and Power Slams um, uh, history books. And I was thinking about having a, a, a PNP Hall of Fame uh, come July. Okay. And I'm gonna give you a spoiler, man. You're uh, you're one of the first inductees in the Pancakes and Power Slams Hall of Fame. Well, I'm I'm very proud and honored. Awesome, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on again, Lance. I appreciate you. Have a good night, man. I appreciate you. Have a good night as well. Lance Archer, my guy, my guy, Lance Archer, man. I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Awesome, awesome time with my guy Lance Archer, man. Lots of fun with uh, with Lance. 
Uh, all right. <clears throat> um, all right. So uh, let's uh, start. Let's uh, let's get it on here. As you can see, with the uh, PNP Nation, there's uh, an upgrades. Of course, we always want to upgrade. Uh, and uh, of course, as you see, we got some uh, some more fun upgrades on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Why do I do these things? Why do I want this to be the most interactive and fun show? And all of pro wrestling podcasting, it's a really, it's a really, 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 really simple answer. Um, and you know, this is I the answer. do it for you. Absolutely, I do it for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is why I do what I do because I do it for you. All right, <laughs> so we got to talk about tonight. I hope y'all enjoyed the Lance Archer interview. Um, <laughs> Sports Huddle says, uh, missed a few weeks, now things looking all new. Well, well, that's my road warrior animal there, I'm road warrior hawk. Well, um, you know, uh, all these, uh, I want to be, uh, you know, the most interactive pro wrestling podcast in all of professional wrestling. So I like to have fun with my P and Peanut Gallery and uh I really I really love it. Uh ah yes, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Uh absolutely. Uh thanks Allie, appreciate it, man. Um Multi, uh check out uh good question. Ask Chris for my interview next week. Uh, I will make that announcement probably this weekend or the beginning of next week. So, uh, so stay stay tuned. Of course, uh, ask Chris, Ali, man, uh, Ali. Appreciate you coming on the show. Looks like you're just jumping right in. Everybody, give Ali some love. Ali loves some love. Uh, uh, I don't recall you being on the chat, but you are just. You're part of the family. You're jumping right in, and you and uh, appreciate uh, all your interaction. So everybody, give Ali some love. Uh, this is the PNP Nation. This is the, uh, uh, of course, the Pancakes of Power Sam show. The awesome fans. It's called the PNP Nation, and uh, the chat room is called the P and Peanut Gallery. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, I, you know, you'll have some, you'll have some fun. I always said I've been here more than once for you to be quiet. Well, I appreciate you speaking up this week, Allie, uh, and really appreciate it. Of course, the awesome faithful GHP Multi, Tammy, Joe, Ryan, uh, Cody, uh, Huddle, Wild Boy. Wild Boy's one of the OGs. Lexi's one of the OGs, too. I saw Lexi in here somewhere, too. Um, appreciate you all. Of course, Mo. Mo's, Mo's an OG, too. Um James uh, looks like new, uh, but appreciate you coming on too. Uh, I hope I didn't miss anybody. Of course, uh, my boy Evan Tech Proud is on the chat room too, is under the mat. Uh, speaking of that, let's go under the mat radio. Let's do this. How are you tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. You know, I was under the weather. Stomach bug got me. Papa Shago came back from the early nineties and gave me the. <laughs> <laughs> the virus that warrior got. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I see, man. I wish, 
I say this every week, and I'm going to say it because I can't do it, man. I wish that uh, <laughs> I wish that I were able to see uh, this show just like WWE uh, clips, man, uh, because uh, <laughs> I love it while I play. OG Fatters, my mom made it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Mama, there goes that man. Um, got a little basketball reference there for you. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll answer that question and right quick, GHP here. But um, yeah, yeah, the the uh, the Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I remember that time, man. That 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 infamous segment. And I was saying, I wish that I could show this um, because that was just, I was, I was like, petrified. Like, I, I, it was like the Papa Shango gimmick was so awesome. Uh, and it really, I was a, I was a preteen, like slightly a preteen, I think around then. And um, I just loved the gimmick, man. It was, it was like, I, I hated Papa Shango. Um, which was the point I was supposed to because he's a heel. Uh, but I remember that warrior gimmick, uh, that warrior angle, and I wish I could play a clip, but I, I can't. I'll probably get pinged for it. But uh, yeah, so when they were when they were feuding, and the Ultimate Warriors cutting the promo, and uh, I wonder if I can Google. Um, let me see. I'm gonna Google the promo that he. Said. I wonder if it's uh, somewhere. I don't know if someone said that. Uh, there's all types of videos to it, but uh, I want to. I wish there was like a, a a transcript of it somewhere. But yeah, there's just videos that are coming up. Um, but when he was cutting the interview with the, yeah, I don't see a transcript of it yet. But uh, yeah, when he was when he was cutting the cutting the promo. And then all of a sudden, just the, the goo came down. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> man, I, uh, I mean, I was like, it was a real-life emotion there, man. I mean, the, the, the goo and the, the voodoo and all that. <laughs> this is the thing, man. Is, sorry for my voice. Is, you know, I, had to, uh, I think I hit you up Friday. Friday night I was singing with friends out of town and I the whole y'all seen the skit. That's what I was doing, stuff and my face wasn't painted. Morgan's paint never came off. Then anybody that <laughs> had the door number three you don't you don't throw up like that. You right. go, oh, like what did <laughs> like how do you and it showed how over the top it was, how do you oversell vomiting? Well, when you got to go, that's it. Yeah. You don't shake, and then you lean back, and then you do it again. I mean, right. I didn't think too much, but that, that was me. I'm, I'm yeah. That was the Papa Shango. Yeah, Al Mo's giving me a – so, hashtag what's in a cup? Of course, uh, every year I go, I get a souvenir cup. This year is WrestleMania 35. You know what? Um, here's my 35 souvenir cup here. Cody, um, you said you lost your WrestleMania Cup already. How dare uh, you, Cody? Cody, how did you lose your cup? How did you lose your cup, man? 
You can this a souvenir cup, man. You made the, the, the trip and uh, how can you do it? Okay, let me let me answer these uh ask Chris questions uh before they <clears throat> go too far up. Um so GSP is saying uh remember the original Bray Wyatt, Wayland Mercy? <laughs> Know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I do. I, I do <laughs> remember that. I do remember uh, Waylon Mercy, and I, and and I always remember. It was weird for me because I, you know, even as a teenager, I was like following people. That's when it was weird when when right. Gold Dust came out. But I thought it was a great. We'll talk about Gold Dust here in a minute. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I thought it was weird when Gold Dust came out because I was like, oh, that's Dustin Rhodes. When Waylon Mercy came out, like it, he was. Dangerous Danny Spivey, skyscrapers. Like that's what I remember. Wailing, I was like, wow, that's weird because I remember him as Danny Spivey. So it was a it was a weird deal to me um, <clears throat> when he came out. It looks like they it looks like they kind of had something going with Spivey, but <clears throat> with the Wailing Mercy, but he got injured and never went anywhere with it. Um, yeah, but you Lexi know, asking, he... uh, Chris. <clears throat> Go ahead. Um, real quick, I, I'm, I'm actually good friends with um, Dan Spivey. That's still a big dude. And he has one of the creepiest voices. You talk about iconic voices, savage, powerful. His voice is so deep and creepy. And that's his regular voice. It's not It's not a work voice. They talked to him on the phone or when I interviewed him last year and met him. That's a big dude. He up there with Beefcake. Somebody tried to sidestep yeah. him. He definitely knocked you out. <laughs> um, Lexi's asking, ask Chris, considering uh, Seamus is out with a concussion, so you think there's any truth to the rumors surrounding him being forced to retire? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think <laughs> – same thing with Daniel Bryan. I think that they're very quietly covering their – they're not really saying anything about that. Um, they're just kind of disbanding the bar. Cesaro going to smack uh, to Raw. Sheamus is uh, 41 now, I believe, uh, or about to be. Let me check and see. Um, 41, yeah. He's 41. And so, uh, I mean, that, there wasn't really that. Typically, that would seem like a. Um, uh, typically, that would seem like a an age that someone would kind of go away. But there's a, people who are in their 40s now, or or you know, 40 and up, um, that are actually starting to really. Um, be, become not, you know notarized and and and, and keep being uh, champions and so I mean Kofi would be what thirty eight this year you know AJ's yeah. in his forties Samoa Joe will be forty this year uh, so you know you, you, uh, Cesaro I think Cesaro I think Cesaro will be forty this year or thirty nine Cesaro, yeah, Cesaro I think Cesaro, I mean, yeah. yeah Bobby Roode uh, was born in seventy seventy eight I believe. Uh, Zara will be, yeah, so he's 38. He'll be 39 this year. Uh, Bobby Roode, I believe, is uh, 42, 41. 
Yeah, he'll be 42 next month in a few weeks. Yeah. Ziggler. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there, there'll be a, yeah, thir- uh, Zick would be 39 this year. Um, so, it's, it's crazy that a lot of the uh, a lot of the talent are, are are pushing the age range. You know, they're they're pushing forty or over forty. Joe, you know, like I said, Joe, of course, Mysterio. Uh, a lot of the top or talent, mid card talent is, is in their forties or close to it. Um, so yeah, I, with, with his injury, with with Sheamus's injury, I mean, of course, I think that he's pretty much set for life when it comes to WWE. I think that there's definitely a role for him. Um, you know, he, he can certainly be like the, you know, a, a, a fitness specialist, you know, personal trainer. He's, he's got his own, you know, PT, you know, page. Um, so I, I think he's pretty much set when it comes to a job, even if it's not wrestling. I mean, he could be a coach, certainly. And there's all types of possibilities for him. So, you know, as far as, if he can't wrestle anymore, if he's just not medically cleared, it's it's unfortunate that uh, it has to end that way. Yeah, if it is the case, and as far as Daniel Bryan's concerned, they've been very quiet about him too. He hasn't been, you know, he hasn't appeared since uh, Mania, which was, uh, you know, what uh, three weeks ago, almost three weeks ago. Um, so that was what the yeah so the so two weeks and some tax right so it was what the seven well sixteen days yeah two weeks and two days ago and um, so well it was the seventh so two weeks and uh, yeah two weeks and two days yeah so <clears throat> yeah it's, it's been really quiet man and uh, I definitely think that uh, there might be some. <clears throat> There might be some things that they aren't really telling us when it comes to Daniel Bryan's injury. It's it's unfortunate because it's been really quiet uh, regarding regarding that. So that might be, yeah. I mean that, that's that's a little eerie, man. That that might be a, uh, a concussion thing again. I, again, this is pure speculation. I don't know. Uh, I haven't been told as far as um, what it is specifically, but it's 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 un, it's unfortunate. It's, it's kind of sad um, if this is the case with this injury, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's not career ending, but I can definitely understand why Vince would be very um, serious and very strict um, about bringing him back on because of having to go through all the time for the clearance and all that. And so we'll see. We'll see what this I mean, he's, I was very iffy about the heel gimmick and I end up, um, I end up liking it a lot. I think, I think if it wasn't for Daniel Bryan being such a strong heel, that would have made Kofi mania a lot less interesting. I mean, I, people know I've, I've been a new day fan since, Day one, but I think and I always say this: a good baby face takes a very strong heel, and uh, I think that Daniel Bryan was a very strong heel to to dance with with Kofi, and uh, I think it really made everything just fit really uh, all together. So, all right, let's see any more access questions. I see a bunch here. Let's see here. Alexis asking again, do you think the WWE would grant the release of Luke Harper or realize the value of his talent? 
Also, do you think he will stall uh, the WWE will stall Sasha Banks on her contract? So, um, perfect segue. I think you I think you segue really good last week too, Lexi. Uh, one of that's you addressed one of those headlines. So, headlines. Here we go. Okay, so uh, let's segue to what Lexi was talking about. One of the headlines tonight is Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks actually uh, wanting to hold off on her WWE contract. Uh, Melter uh, was talking about uh, kind of like what what, what uh, Neville now Pac. Well, he's Pac before he's Neville. Uh, Pac did just want to hold out on his contract and. Yeah, I mean, I she's scheduled for Money in the Bank, so of course that can change because of her status. From what I've heard, there's still some, uh, you know, basically they gave her some time off to think, you know, to kind of have her think about what she wanted to do. Um, I think it's I think it's obvious that WWE wants her to stay. I do think that. She will be. I've said this before. I I commend her for holding out her contract for standing up, standing the ground. I appreciate it because they've they've done such a terrible job with booking her overall. Because I mean, especially from her NXT run. I mean, she was one of the most charismatic people in NXT, and as she goes from that to being grossly underbooked, of course. She was one of the, you know, starting points of the women's revolution as far as getting it hot. With, I think her and the Charlotte, I think the her and Charlotte feud was one of the biggest things that made, that, that got the revolution yeah. hot. It was. Um, but, I mean, every time she would win the title, she would have a very short reign. It got, it got to the point where it was, like, comical. Like, they would talk about how, you know, she can't Full hold, you know, she can't have long reign. She would lose the title in her first reign and things like that. Mm-hmm. She never really got to enjoy a long title reign. And so I, I mean, yeah, that, would get up, that would make me upset too, especially knowing that and knowing my potential and knowing that the fans, you know, know she's way over. She was, she's one of the most yeah. over people in the WWE. So, um, yeah. As, as uh, I said before, it's like this. Sasha Banks, Standing her ground, which is good, she can. What have they really been doing with her the past year? So same thing with Bailey. If you look at the women's division, the tag titles don't mean crap. We just said it. That was a waste. Especially when you got the tag champs that haven't you haven't won the titles, but then they keep losing. Market marketing wise, Sasha Banks is the biggest when it comes to marketing and merchandise in the women's Mm -hmm. division today. Because you look at the women's division, you've been there with me at Mania. We've been to other WWE events in all cities and all around. What do you see little girls wearing? Sasha Banks boss hats and, and, yep. and glasses. <coughs> Bailey. And all these things. I don't understand. But, yeah, you know. And, you know, they all meet at some point. But WWE yep. Sasha. They all meet Bailey and Charlotte. Sasha. Yep. So, Charlotte don't sell no merch. Not like not like Sasha, not like Bailey. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Sasha, you know, she's sick. 
collect the check. WWE don't want to lose her because if she go to AEW or go to RH, I mean, that's, that's really going to be a big thing. I mean, do you really care about the women's division right now? I mean, Ronda, she's, you know, thinking she's determined and pop up babies to come right on back. She can't. Now she's unsure. And right now, the women's division, do you really care? We said this, I said this before. Becky Lynch is the man. She deti- She's the title. But who does she got to really defend it? Who's really, who does she have to defend them titles <laughs> against? Got the woman's right, Lacey Evans. <laughs> well, uh, I like her. Um, I, I like her. The, the, the yeah, little pet. I, I, I like the, her look. I, I just don't. The, I don't like the fact that they're thrusting her so early. I don't. I don't like that. I best, think they should develop her. She got the best right hand since Bobby eating an old dandy. Give it to her. Yes, that's <laughs> an old dandy reference. And anybody that's not old the enough. Old dandy. Them. El Dandy. Only in P and P will you hear El Dandy <laughs> from WCW. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, and so uh, to just your other point, Lexi, uh, I do think WWE will grant uh, Luke Harper uh, release. I don't, it doesn't seem like they have anything for him. It'll be tough, uh, but I think it'll be like a Dillinger thing. I think they'll grant it to him um, because. They don't. I mean, I think that they realize. I think that they already realize the value of the talent. It's just that WWE is so. <clears throat> it's really difficult. Um. It, it's really difficult to really book all of the wrestlers that they have. If they really, if they really stay true to the split, and if they actually gave people opportunities to actually compete in NXT and be stars in NXT. Like, for instance, Apollo Crews, he got drafted to SmackDown, and we didn't even see him. Like, that, I mean, that just goes to show it. I said last week, I think that Don't he'll just care. jump from – he'll just be the same spot from one brand to the next. I mean, it's it's sad. Um, they could – I mean, they have the opportunity to, to just – do really different stuff. Like Cedric Alexander's on Raw, they could have just had Cedric and, and, and Apollo Crews come out and just demolish some, you know, some tag team. You know what I mean? Just something different. Uh, but it's just the same old stuff, man. And, and it's like the same old stuff hasn't worked, so why would you keep the same old stuff? You're just moving people from brand to brand, and there's nothing – really different, and we'll talk about Bray. Uh, someone did ask that as a actress question, too. But overall, just, there's not much different. about. And, and the thing is, Bray's been gone for a while. So, you know, he, he, he was going to be different regardless of the shakeup. The shakeup had nothing to do with the, the difference of Bray Wyatt. It had nothing to do with the shakeup. I want the shakeup to cause some intrigue in um, – not much going on with there. Uh, so Goldust leaving WWE for AEW. Um, we'll talk about that real quick because I want to show you the tweet. But Vince McMahon getting angry at The Undertaker. Uh, I talked about the on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter how uh, Vince McMahon um, <laughs> didn't want a, a The Undertaker to have any uh, dates outside of WWE. And, um, yeah, I mean, so... Taker, so, so so Taker thought that 
Taker thought that he was pretty much done uh, with WWE, um, with uh, just Perry. I mean, like he he, he thought that the the uh, uh, what was it the um, Saudi Arabia event, Kevin Kane right. against DX. He he, he thought that he thought that well, was a crown like jewel. It. That's what it was. Boy, uh, yeah. The heart's and so he thought that that was pretty much. He, he thought that was. He thought that was it. And so he started to, you know, do appearances for you know twenty five grand. And he had a European tour, supposed to be a part of a talk show, and doing some autograph sessions. And Vince, you know, caught wind of that, and you know, wasn't happy that uh, he was doing outside his stuff. You know, of course, he has the Starcast uh, in in May, and so. You know, he was moving on, man. <laughs> you know, like he was just being the Undertaker, moving on, using his using the brand to um, to to really capitalize on it, and that's what you do for you know to to keep making money. Um, so, uh, from what what was being said, there was a, a huge offer to the Undertaker that he can't that he couldn't refuse, and now he's uh, back in the WWE fold. Um, exclusively, and so he's going to fulfill the commitments of his of his appearances. I think Foley's taking over the European tour when it comes to the talk shows, but he'll, he'll still be there for the autograph sessions. Um, but he's supposed to compete in Saudi Arabia. I think the backlash uh, pay-per-view's canceled for for June, yeah. and it's been yeah. replaced yeah. with the Saudi Arabia event. Yeah, so yeah, the house show I think it was supposed to be in Denver, I think. So that's moved, that's been pushed up a week, and then backlash is canceled, and then the Saudi Arabia events June seventh, and Taker's supposed to be a part of the Saudi Arabia event. So, I, I mean, what else could the WWE <laughs> like? How much can you milk the Undertaker in the WWE from now? Like, what left is there? <laughs> it's a, it's a milk. Still a little bit. Still a little bit. Every drop of milk. I guess so. Uh, they need milk in the shield. They realize it. Yeah, we saw. I mean, I actually like the shield fighter chapter. I, I like uh, that special. I just I, I like I like small one hour specials. I don't like the fact that we saw the 80th last match of the shield. I I, I didn't like that, but I like I like those little blurbs of. WWE Network special events. Like I really like the um, the Japan one they had when uh, Finn Balor went against uh, Kevin Owens. Um, what was it uh, the Beast, the Beast in the East, or something like that? Uh, right, see. Beast in the East. Yeah. Beast in the East. Yeah. Um, Beast in the East. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Yep. So that was July fourth, two thousand fifteen. The card was, uh, the main card was Jericho defeating Neville. That was actually a pretty good match. Nikki Bella defeating Tamina and Paige uh, to keep the Divas Championship, which was the Divas Championship at the time. Lesnar defeating, uh, interesting, Lesnar defeating Kofi Kingston in two and a half minutes. <laughs> wow. Just think about what four years make. Two and a half minutes squash from Brock against Kofi, and now Kofi's the WWE champ. Uh, Finn Balor beating Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. That was a really good match. And then the main event was Dolph Ziggler and John Cena defeating Kane and King Barrett in a twenty, almost a twenty-four minute match. I forgot about that. That was just the most random thing. 
type of main event was that? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I like those specials. I, I like those little little yeah. specials. The, spe- the specials um, are cool, but we didn't need to see it for the ninety nine ninety nine hundred and ninety ninth time. You know? Yeah, I mean the, the the match. Yeah, we already saw that part. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, <laughs> yeah, enough to think if they had the Shield go against like Triple H, you know, Shawn Mike, you know, they had them go against different people. Or throw a legend in there. Why do we care to watch you against Baron Corbin, Lashley, and whoever? And we just saw this on the past few months. For yeah, what? Yeah, I think that was, that was on the that was on the pay per view, wasn't it? Wasn't that the uh, last show yeah. match on the pay per view? Yeah, it was, it was the, the last show match on the pay per view. Then he did the two three times on Raw, and I'm like, well, why do we need to watch it again? And then he did the interview, yeah. and I, I told you, you know, I didn't like Ambrose's vibe. I'm big on vibes and auras, and, you know, he kind of left, uh, you know, he kind of left incognito, knowing I answered to myself, you know, I shut your mouth, Ambrose. Like, he just sat there and didn't care. Like, yeah, I mean, that was, I think that like, was cool, gimmick, man. though. I think, we, uh, I think cool, the WWE wouldn't allow him to, to do that if it wasn't, you know, I mean. That's, so. that's exactly um, why. Brocky Lesnar squashed you. That's why Brock squashed you at Mania. We were there because your attitude, Ambrose. That's yeah, why. but I think that that interview was 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 clear though. I think that was like a, a gimmick thing. I don't I don't think there's ever be a lot to say that know. if it, you know. Keep um, all right, so let's uh, let's see. All right, so okay, so let me read this Goldust thing to you real quick. Um, I read this. Let me let me pull this up real quick, uh, ladies and gents. Let me pull up this uh, this server uh, tweet heel. <clears throat> this server uh, tweet heel. Soon as we hold on, just let me let me pull this up real quick. So Goldust is leaving the uh, well, he's left. He made an announcement that he's left the building when he came when he came to the WWE, and um, so let's see. Just seen as Goldust goodbye. Let's I'm trying to pull this up here. Um. Give me a minute, Nation. Let me pull up this tweet right quick. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Here we go. So Goldust is leaving the WWE. Well, he left the WWE. And so here is his tweet here. Um, Pull this up and enlarge this a little bit for y'all. So y'all can read it. Uh, here we go. So, uh, here we go. <clears throat> All right, so let me enlarge it so y'all can read it. All right, here we go. So, hello, WWE Universe. To begin, I want to say how, just how much I appreciate you allowing me to entertain you over these long and winding years. Being the son of the legendary Dream has been and will always be an immense honor. And blessing to me, and I have done always done my best to fulfill uh, his shoes uh, while transitioning into my own. 
I have uh, I have had so many ups and downs uh, in our uh, in our great business, and I've learned from every time that I've fallen down and every mistake that I've made. My life has been an open book for you, fans and friends all over the wide uh, this wide world. You've been there. Now, this this sounds like a hard times promo, man. <laughs> I kind of want to do it at a hard times uh, gimmick, actually, man. I, I, I kind of want to do that. I might I might actually do that. <laughs> might gimmick this. All right, so let me let me actually do this in my hard times promo, Bambo. All right, so here we go. So uh, I've had so many ups and downs in our great business. And I've learned from every time, and I've fallen down in every mistake that I've made. <laughs> My life has been an open book for your fans and friends all over this wide world. You've been there. See my trials and tribulations, and have stuck with me through it all. You've hated me. You loved me. You laughed with me, and you've cried with me. You've immensely enjoyed my antics and my entertainment, and I would like to think that I've done a good job that I've done my father proud, that I've, I was born straight into the stick of this business. It is and always has been my life, and I've loved every moment of the ride. I want to thank you for the unwavering support that you've given me. Thank you. With that being said, I've, put, I've been putting my body through quite a bit these last 30 years, and many opportunities that have been presented to me have taken a backseat to my love of wrestling. I've requested my release from WWE, and it's been granted. I'm taking this time to explore some of the many opportunities. Life is too short not to take all the chances you feel driven to take, and I will give this next chapter my full focus and effort. I would appreciate your continued support as I turn this page in my life and go wherever this journey may lead me next. WWE has given me and my family hard times, such incredible years and experiences that I have nothing but respect. Nothing but respect and want for everybody there, everyone there. The roster is stacked with all inspiring talent who want the best and are breaking that all barriers yeah. to grab that coveted, elusive uh, brass ring. To WWE and to each and every one of my co-workers, mm. the textile workers, mm. I love you. I appreciate you. And mm. I thank you for loving mm. and taking care of me for so long in these hard times. Keep mm. doing your thing and find you out there. Yes, sir. Thank you so very much. And God bless. Yes, sir. Remember and never forget the name of Goldus. Till next time. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You got All it. times. Great job. <laughs> you got to add, add the emphasis on the T. Goldus. Yes. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hope y'all like my Look at the words, Betty. How you spell tribulations? <laughs> uh, Anything was I would have said. Wild Boy said, uh, well, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Dusty Pastor. Wild Boy said he feel like shouting. I love it. We got, we got Dusty like Church. Yeah, Kimbo says, Trip, keep, Chris keeping Dusty alive. You know I do. You know I got to, man. Dusty's uh, my second all-time favorite. 
I uh, am a huge got, Dusty got Mark. Dusty. Always have, always will be. Add uh, Dusty, Ed <laughs> Dusty to the to the to the wrestling church. Vince, Shane Triple H. Absolutely, Dusty's the uh, WWE chaplain. Yeah, got a headache, <laughs> uh, Let's see. Okay, so <clears throat> some of these. I see Tal says he's dark dust now. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I think it was an amazing tweet, man. I mean, I think uh, – how can you disagree with anything that he said? I mean, he's, he's busted his butt over the past 30 years. He wants to move on. All right. I mean, that's – kudos to du- kudos to Dustin Rhodes, man. I mean, you got to give him props, man. He, uh, people people really – yeah, people 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 spend so much time. Yeah, I did see the video. People spend so much time continuing to to be in the business. And the thing is, Dusty still looks great, um, still keeping himself in shape. And uh, <clears throat> you know, he doesn't look. I mean, he looks young. I mean, he still he can go. And in the past, all the times that he's been in the WWE, as far as just uh, the the last matches that we saw, he still can go. And so uh, he's he's leaving on his own terms, man. That's the best way to do it. And um, that 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 actually, I mean, when you do stuff like that, man, that's that strengthens your equity. And uh, and, and I think that that strengthens equity. And to me, that actually, and and I saw the I saw the the video with uh, him because he'll be facing Cody at double or nothing. And I was like, man, like this is I, I've been I've been uh, very. Uh, Cautious about AEW, uh, just just because of their uh, talent. You know, they're they're trying to have a big TV look with indie talent. Um, you know, Sands. You know, minus you know the names like like Jericho and you know Kenny Omega. Um, but I mean, to me, I'm like, okay, this is what will intrigue me to actually watch Double or Nothing. Like, so so far, I mean, I've, as a wrestling fan, I'm going to watch it, but it's like nothing has really intrigued me to watch Double or Nothing. I've seen Jericho Omega before. I, I love their match at Wrestle Kingdom, but I don't see Jericho winning. Um, so, and I'm a Jericho fan, of course, so it's like, you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm excited to see you lose. You know, of course, I don't, I don't that's not my thoughts when it comes to uh, anything. I mean that that those are my, usually my thoughts when it when it comes to matches. I think Chris Jericho lose, so it doesn't make me excited to watch his match. Um, but but when it comes to what's pulling me, uh, there's there's a story here. There's an emotional. You know, Dustin was talking now. Now he has the half paint face with the red and with black and uh, he, 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 you know, said what red represents and what black represents and things like that. And so I really appreciate that stuff, man. And that's the type of stuff that pulls me in as a fan to, to watch something like AEW. And I think that you, this is a way to pull in the casual fans too, because the casual fans know who Goldust is. And I think if you pull, that's a good way to really cause that TV feel now, of course, Goldust has never been a top star in WWE. No, he's feuded with The Undertaker, um, but he's never been a top star in WWE. But at the same time, his name is big enough to really pull in a casual audience. And I think that's what you need to do. I think you really, especially 
if there's a TV deal in the works, um, you have to pull in casual audience. You, you just have to. Uh, so I, I like it, man. I like everything about it. I think the tweet was fantastic. I, I, I like the AEW uh, video that I saw. Um, it was great, man. Uh, I think if you if you y'all haven't watched, I haven't got any clearance to to play the AEW video. Uh, I, I talked to the PR person. I, I didn't get a chance to 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 uh, talk to her about this. I'm not gonna play the video. Uh, so you know, it's it's on. You know Cody's Twitter, Dustin, Dustin's Twitter, AEW. Go to their Twitter accounts and um, check it out. Go check check out that video. It's a really cool video with uh, with Dustin Rhodes. All right, so let me address a few of these Ask Chris questions. As I do that, let's uh, pull this up here. Which pay per view did Roman Reigns win his first WWE championship? First question of the night. Which pay per view did Roman Reigns? win his first WWE championship in the year. <clears throat> All right, ask Chris ask Chris questions. <clears throat> um, Cody's asking, well, what do you think about them beating Ricochet already? They could have used someone else to push by I 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that. I don't mind the Robert Roode push. Although I wish it was still Bobby Roode, but uh, I don't mind that at all. I mean, he, he's a heck of a talent, amazing heel, push yeah. Bobby Roode, push Robert Roode, whatever. Totally cool with that. Uh, yeah. But Ricochet, that was a terrible choice to, 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 uh, it's, uh, to use. Illuminati attack yeah, on Mike. My I, mic I, I wasn't a fan. Um, yeah, I wasn't a every, fan of that at all. Every, everything happens. Something my in-law would say. You hear cliche. Timing is everything. Met Dustin before. Great dude. I told you I was. I, I flew back with him to Georgia last year, coming from Mania. Um, and uh, Star Starcade. Dustin wanted to face Cody at Mania right before he left the first time. You remember that. He yeah. fought hard. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Oh, did they didn't throw that? Did they throw? Did they throw that on like fast lane or something like that? Something like that. But that's all Dustin wanted, and everything goes full circle. That you got AEW double or nothing. No, Dustin can leave, and he's still he's like young old. He's been in the business over twenty five years, but he's still young enough to still get in the ring, but old enough to have knowledge do his dad, you know what I mean, and everything he learned in the ring. Get a chance, watch In the Ring with Dustin Rhodes. I'm not going to promote the company who doesn't, because, you know, we have strict rules on only promoting variety things. But if you watch that, you get to see his mindset, how he learns about psychology and working in the ring. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Fastlane 2015. Um Fastlane 2015 is, is uh, what the uh, yeah they did they did put on Fastlane. It is Ricochet. Is he like the versus Stardust? Ricochet got to be. The I guess so. I he love Ricochet, man. Bill. He's he's a he's a he's a great he's a cool dude. Had him on a show before. Um, <clears throat> I actually just talked to him recently. Uh, uh, really, you know, just doesn't let the business get to him. Uh, really cool dude. I I was the best for Ricochet man just because he's just a really super cool dude but uh 
unfortunately, I don't know if WWE, I, I don't like what I see, man. You just can't have Ricochet just go out and lose a singles match, un, you know, unannounced, you know, before Raw, no build, no nothing, lose the match. It's just terrible. That's a terrible way to really push a rising star. He needs, um, he, he needs strength because I'm telling you, Ricochet is going to do the cameo in Endgame this weekend to help the Avengers defeat Thanos. That Bill, what is Bill, Bill, What is that new? What is he reaching up to? He's like a Power Ranger, some kind of cat planet here. Come on, Ricochet. That, that's my man, Prince Puma. And you give, you have him to lose the. We I know we laugh about the people with hashtag and the pedal stash and, and the brawny brawny man, uh, <laughs> Robert Rude mustache. I like Robert Rude. You have him leave like that, Ricochet. And yeah, that was Cedric, terrible. And Cedric Alexander <laughs> to lose to Cesaro, who's yeah, that's a, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's a. Why that's would a, you? Why would you build? Why would you build? Oh, why would you build Cedric Alexander as coming from Two Hundred Five Live to Raw, and you have I think I think there was two weeks worth of promos. I think there was actually a promo on Raw yesterday before he went against Cesaro. Like you're building. Someone up, and no offense to Cesaro. I think Cesaro should have been world champ. Big fan of Cesaro. Oh yeah. Why yeah. would you have Cedric Alexander lose to Cesaro, who's been in a tag team, who's been ice cold, and beats someone who you're trying to build up? That booking wise, zero sense to me. Absolutely zero sense. And it's like Cesaro. You have to weigh things out like that. Like, just at, from a booking committee standpoint, you have to weigh things out like that. Is this Cesaro win more costly than this Cedric Alexander loss? Yes. <laughs> is this Cesaro is this Cesaro loss more costly than this Cedric Alexander win? No. So you push the person who. The, the stakes are higher. Like, if Cesaro would have lost on Raw yesterday, no harm, no foul, forgettable, so what? You know what I mean? And it's like, but if you, but but Cesaro, Alexander, you're pushing him for Phil Five Live just to lose someone who's been ice cold. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, some people are saying, okay, so what, uh, so, the first time that Roman Reigns won his first WWE championship. Anybody got that? Um, the Multi's asking what I think. Oh, so Ryan's asking where's Dolph Ziggler. He's doing stand-up, and uh, he was in a recent interview. He said he's still with the WWE, but it's more of a handshake type of thing. So um, he's just doing his own thing now, presuming uh, life outside of wrestling. Multi's asking, what do you think of Bray Wyatt's new gimmick? I like it, actually. I, I, you know, it's funny because people were giving me all – I was getting a swarm of messages yesterday after this through text, through Twitter, uh, through uh, uh, Facebook uh, messages, and people did not like it. And I was like, you know what? I'm willing to give it some time, man. I, I, I'm, I saw it, and I was like, what the heck is this? But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Kudos to Bray. He looks a lot better. You know, he's he's, yeah, he he's in much better shape than he did before. 
kudos to him, man. I mean, he's you know, I saw the pictures uh, like a few weeks, some some weeks back, as I'm getting his hair cut and changing his hair hair up a bit. And I, I like it, man. I mean, he he looks he looks a lot better, you know, uh, uh, physical physically. Um, it's 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 different. It's new. You know, people complain about seeing something new. Voila! You know, here you go. I hope they don't. I don't. I hope they don't crash it. Uh, I hope they don't just do nothing with it and just you know just totally you know stomp all over it. But I'm willing to give it a chance. Um. It's a few. Let's. Uh, Lexi's asking, with WWE's unwritten policy of keeping couples together, do you think that they are helping or actually hurting the talent and brand? Think of the recent roster changes. Um, I think. If, I think eventually. I think ultimately, you're you're helping um, because it's just a really tough. I mean, if you if you're in a relationship, man, especially if you're married, like like uh, Jimmy Uso and Naomi. Man, that would be super tough to uh, you know travel so much, but Raw and SmackDown has different traveling schedules. So I mean, they they literally because like on Raw and SmackDown, they still have house shows on like they still have uh, like on Raw they typically have SmackDown house shows on on Mondays. So you're in a totally different city, you know, and a lot of times totally different state um, than your than your spouse. You know what I mean? So. It's tough, and I think it's really cool uh, that that you know people like Aleister Black and Zelina Vega and Naomi and Jimmy Uso are standing on the same brand because it really helps. It helps that they, they get to travel together. I mean, I think it helps them. I mean, because it's you know um, it it really helps their relationship traveling together all the time. And it, you know, I've said this before, and a lot of wrestlers I've talked to said the same thing. Being married in the wrestling business is very, very, very tough. Um, so yeah, it, it's um, it's it's the thing, man. So, and I think, and I think with, I, I think with this current situation, like for instance, Andrade and Charlotte, there's some some uh, rumors that they're engaged. I think that that certainly will help them. It's just ultimately. It's what the bookers want to do with the talent and the brand. Simple as that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, right. no matter where you at, if if they if they want to push you, they're going to push you. If they want to make you look like crap, they're going to make you look like crap. You know, look at look at the iconics. They're on both brands. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look like crap. So it doesn't matter where you are nowadays. It's just the creative is is making people look like crap. Um, all right, let me see. Uh, Multi's asking, uh, okay, ask Chris and ask Evan. I'll let you go first, Evan. I think when it comes to the superstar shakeup, they have too many talents, change brands. What do you think? I'll actually let you answer that. Um, um, I'll answer very shortly afterwards, Evan, but I'll let you do the bulk of that. I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a talent issue. <clears throat> um, I mean, do they really have more talent now than what they did back in the day of the draft? No. It's just, it's even worse. Back when the draft, there wasn't no network. It was just WWE 24-7. And, but it's not really about the talent. You have If you have more talent and you have more content to show us, so therefore it's, it's the creative is the problem. It's not the talent. I mean, granted, times right. change and it's a cycle. It's just are you the iconic forgot they were heels 
everyone was cheering for him. They they leave. Right. I mean, Daniel Bryan, I know right. he's kind of hurt. You know, they don't want to overwork AJ. I get all that. The women's division, you got Lacey, okay, but Becky's on both brands. So who really gets and, – and another thing is logic with the titles. What happened to rematch clauses? Brock doesn't get one. Daniel Bryan doesn't get one. Okay, but once your weight's lost, he always got one. Well, they don't have that anymore. Yeah, they I don't, they don't have that anymore. anymore. When, when, when the McMahons uh, – Took over, Shane said the, the rematch. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Time. But then it's like, yeah. what, 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 is the, what is the logic of the, of defending the belt? How does Lacey Evans become number one contender for the title? But Charlotte doesn't have yeah, anything to Yeah, she beat Natalia, but, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like people just yeah. download and they can challenge you, so... And all in short, it's not the talent, it's the booking, it's the creative. Nothing's ever going to go perfect, but you got to book people better. You got to book matches better, make things set. I miss the old top, the yeah. top ten contenders list. We used to get them in the magazines back in the day. Yes, WCW, absolutely, that? the top WCW. ten. Love absolutely love the top ten. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kimbo says, <laughs> Kimbo says Apollo should sit uh, out on his contract. <laughs> I think Apollo, when he was Uha Nation in the Indies, he was fantastic, man. He was super over. I think now, now here's the thing. Someone like a Dean Ambrose, I don't see, if he went to like AWROH or whatever, I don't really see much draw in Dean Ambrose as far as like, oh, Dean is here. That's going to bring some people. But I think that, uh, uh, Cruz will be a bigger draw because because he WWE didn't exhaust him. You know, what I mean, there was so much left to be desired when it comes to uh, Apollo Cruz. So if he went to like an AEW, I think he was sore because people would be like, okay, so this is what we've been waiting for. Especially when people are following him as Uhar Nation, this is what we've been waiting for. This is what we are getting now, finally, about time. You know, Ambrose has been Intercontinental Champ a bunch of times, WWE Champ, Tag Team Champ, you know, U.S. Champ. So, WWE, he's had a very impressive resume with with WWE. So, I'll be more intrigued to see Cruz than someone like a Dean Ambrose go to AEW. Um Ryan's asking, I thought WWE owned the rights to the Undertaker name and gimmick, so how is he using outside of WWE? He's still contracted by uh, WWE. Well, he's, he's uh, <clears throat> I think they were using it, I think they were using Mark Calloway for a lot of stuff, uh, or the Dead Man or something like that, but, um, but, I I know he's had it since 1990. So a lot of times, a lot of times, with the contracts from you know 30 years ago, there might be some clauses in that and stuff like that. I know it's a lot stricter now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I know that's a WWE thing, but I don't think he was like 100% away from WWE now. You know, so. That's the reason why Vince was like, you know, what are you doing? You know, and, and uh, he has more of an exclusive deal again. So, but it's easy to do. I mean, like, 
you know, you can you can use the dead man. You know, what I mean, you can you know, the phenom. But those are just I don't know. I don't even think those are trademarked. Uh, they they could be. They 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 may be. But um, you know, you could use you can trademark if if the if the, the dead man isn't trademarked. You know, you can easily use stuff like that. But <clears throat> as far as the Undertaker's concerned, um, he's still a he's still a um, WWE guy. Uh, let's see any other X Chris questions. Hope you all enjoy my uh, Gold Dust uh, promo, to Gold Dust speech promo, uh, in the form of Dust the Rose, Bebo. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, keep the Dusty alive. We're taking on. I love you. I love you guys. Great comments. Absolutely great comments. All right. Uh, and the Akonis keep losing, but they're champs. Yeah, I mean, which is why Sasha was upset because he wanted she wanted to do something actually with the titles. So I don't see uh, the correct answer for Roman Reigns. Did I stomp y'all? Uh, I see Cody say WrestleMania 31. Oh, there you go, Mo. There you go. Good job. Survivor Series 2015 defeated. Uh, speaking of Ambrose. We defeated him in the tournament final. This former WWE wrestler was nicknamed Puke. This, this former WWE wrestler was nicknamed <laughs> he, He's going to puke. He's going to puke. puke. He's going to puke. Uh, let's see any uh, more Ask Chris questions. Yes. Lexi always uh, bringing it. With all, with all of the uh, untapped female roster talent, do you think that it's an image preference with regards to top bookings? What do you think will change the when VKM retires? I'll let you let you do that, Evan. <sighs> we we just had a long talk about this on my show, maybe an hour segment. It is a preference. Like it or not, look at the history. We just at the 45-plus years. We're just getting our first black WWE champion. Do not hit me up about the rock. Featherstone, no. I'm not the person to hit me up about the rock. Neither is Featherstone. Our first black WWE champion after 45 plus years. Now, have we had a black women's champion? Jacqueline, I think, once. But it is preference because look at Vince how it is. Vince like beef. I like the big dudes. I like them big and strong. Vince was never a tag team guy. Look at the women. All the divas, everybody that had a big run, white, blonde hair, blue green eyes. Look at it. The exception of leader, anybody that got a long run, you got to look at it like that. Granted, Becky, okay, she just started. Sasha, quick title run. But the long title run, the ones the machine went through, look at it through history. Was the white, blonde hair, Barbie doll-looking chicks, probably traded company. Look at, okay, this is what people more so relate to. This is what I like. Like back in the day, most of the champions were big, muscular, muscle men. So it's forever for the Bret Hart's and the Michaels, even the Sam Punk's and Daniel Bryan's and Kofi's to be champions. No way Kofi, no way Punk, no way DB would have been champ during the 80s and early 90s, even in WCW. You know that. So, it is a preference type. Sad to say it, I'll still be champ. 
because she can't speak, you know, she can't speak all that well English and she's Japanese. Not making it a race thing, just going by facts because everything isn't about race. So sadly, WWE, it is politics and it's preference. And it's not just me saying it, being professional media and being a fan of over 25 plus years. It's not Featherstone saying it. It's because we know people in the know. We know people that work in WWE. And we talk to people that we will not mention. And it's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think I will say that I think uh, I'll address the second part of your question, Alexi. What do you think uh, will change when uh, Vince retires? I think we'll. I think it'll be more of a Triple H model, um, <clears throat> which I I like the Triple H model from what I see. I, I, I yeah. I'm a big fan of NXT. Um, <clears throat> so if if we see NXT on the main roster, I think that that will bring people in. Um, and more more saga, more intrigue, more drama. I mean, look at uh, Johnny Gargano and Ciampa. I mean, that that whole feud lasted like two years almost. You know what I mean? And that's – I love stuff like that. Uh, if Ciampa was uh, – if he wasn't injured, it would most likely been Gargano. And Gargano finally getting his, um, his moment against Ciampa um, he did, you know, against Cole, but, you know, it, and I think that match was fantastic. Uh, but it would have been more emotionally connected if he would have won against Chopper. It seemed like they were heading that way. And, um, you know, two years almost in the making. And it was, it was, you know, we need that type of story, man, when it comes to that. I think kill the three hours, two hours. And bring Shivani back and saying we got to go. We're out of time. You know, I mean, give us cliffhangers. We've got to go. We're out of time. We got to go. You know? Keep yeah, doing that we, thing. We we need those cliffhangers, man. You know, kill the three hours. I don't think they'll do that because of digital media and the money they they get and stuff like. That. I get it, but it's like if once you kill, that's the reason why I'm typically I enjoy SmackDown more than Raw because. It's a whole hour that I, you know, that's just not dragging. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I, like when Nitro was three hours, I liked it because there was, I mean, of course you had the uh, the, the cruiserweight section typically, but, um, and of course, yes, uh, Dan draws off. Good job, guys. Um, but their, their, their cliffhangers were so good at the end, man, that I absolutely loved it, but Typically on Raw, the, the, the final hour is, is the lowest. And so people aren't staying around, you know, for the third hour. All, you know, during the, the Nitro days, man, the third hour was blazing, man. You know, and I absolutely love it. Uh, all right, so what do you think about uh, how do you think that type of booking plays on the psyche of talent, just, uh, just, uh, such as Natalia, Naomi, and Ember Moon? Uh, I mean, with with all of them, man, I think it really boils down to uh, an oversaturate oversaturation of talent. Um, them in, them not being available, able to book everybody all at once to be somebody, to you know, and that's and that's unfortunate, man. I mean, like I said, you got to milk this brand stuff, man. I mean, you have two, you have two separate shows that you can have two separate two completely separate um, uh, people or rosters, but you're still like, 
cross branding Lars and you know for a while cross branding uh, Ricochet and Black, you know, and it's like why why are you doing this stuff? You have people in the you know in the in the waits and you know, waiting for just their opportunity, which you can capitalize on it, but it's unfortunate, man. I'm not a fan of it. All right. Kimbo's asking, why must champions lose to get a feud started? Man, you are on it today. <laughs> it's like who, whoever wins the title, they would most likely lose the next week. Kimbo, you get the applause for the night. So, uh, Kimbo, uh, you are on it. You're hitting it, man. I you, couldn't have said any better than that. I think about, that is absolutely stupid. It's about absolutely Tommy. Stupid. Raw is three hours. Triple H wants it to be two. It won't go back to you for a minute. Like I said, waiting for you when he was in New York. I was in the bus terminal in New York City for a Monday Night Raw and a Cosby Show episode. Didn't seem long at all. Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes. And I guarantee you when we all go see it, it will not feel nearly as long it's watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and yeah. We, 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 you know, we were at G1. Agreed. G1 was five hours. But and, it was a very solid show, though. Right. But did it feel, I mean, granted, yeah. in the last hour or so, yeah, but overall, that Dude, five, the G1. I, I was at, uh, I was at, speaking of all rights, I was at Masters of the Craft. They came to Columbus uh, uh, two weekends ago. Yeah, two weekends ago, and it was a three-hour show. And I was like, oh, wow, this is the last match. Like, it was, uh, like, 10 o'clock, <laughs> and it started at 7. And it was a very smooth, solid show. And I really, like, just because, you know, I, I agree. I mean, I prefer the two-hour method just to give cliffhangers but and let the, you know, let the three hours be for the pay-per-views. But it's like... Man, you know, if you're going to have a three-hour show, I think you have an opportunity to make it clean. But yeah, there's so many, there's so many jagged edges in, in a raw episode. Typically, man, that it just it doesn't leave me wanting more. I want cliffhangers. Um, Cody's asking, I think Big E is going to turn on Kofi and help KO. No, no, I don't think so. No need to turn them. <clears throat> Uh, Ryan's asking what the Wolf going from SmackDown to NXT UK and should WWE do this more often? That is great. Um, great. See, that that right there is exactly this type of stuff that should happen. That is the type of stuff that builds stars. Like, you know good and well that Alexander Wolf was going to do nothing. He actually, you know, I read the tweet. It seemed like he was leaving WWE, but he goes to NXT UK Great way to reset, you know, his career. He can actually be a star there and not be a small fish in a big pond. Uh, I I think that that I think that that is a fantastic move. I think that Nikki Cross should go too. Um, yeah, Sports Auto was talking about that. Yeah, Killian Dane and Nikki Cross. Uh, I think that that. Speaking of, see, and speaking of putting two, you know, two people together, you know, they're married. Killian Dane and Nikki Cross is. Uh, so it's like they just got married. Actually, I think like uh, what, like a few months ago. Um, let me get the uh, uh, yeah, January. <clears throat> so 
just a few months back they got married. Uh, so that would be a perfect time to, you know, there you go. There's a there's a couple. Put them in next to UK. Killian Dane, of course, can be one of the top guys easily in NXT UK. Easily. Nikki Cross can easily be uh, a woman's champ, you know, feeding with Tony Storm and things like that. This, I mean, easy, easy, easy. Like when Balor came and beat uh, Jordan Devlin, I think that that was just, I, I think that was fantastic. And uh, he actually looked, to me, he looked like a top guy. You know what I mean? He had that top guy look to him. Um, when he did that, I think it was I think it was fantastic um, in the UK special. So, um, let's see Is what it, else we got. Did, did we uh, already all right. Because so uh, my, my internet's acting up. Did we already mention about Angle and Tigger, about them actually dropping out? The star case? Dropping out of what? Starcast. No, 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 no. We haven't uh, talked about that yet. But well, I talked about Taker a little bit uh, as far as just. Okay, I did hear that. The, All Because right. I'm getting the, uh, speculation the that they both might have dropped out of Starcast, but I'm not sure. So that's uh, this is I a think that Taker's still there. I, I think Taker's still in. From what I know, Taker's still in. He he has commitments. He's fulfilling his commitments, and then. Being exclusive um, from then on, like after after May, I think. Um, so, all right. Uh, this former WWE referee was a member of the Hart Foundation. All right. So let's uh, address um, Raw and SmackDown. I had a few notes for Raw and SmackDown. Uh, just a couple of things that I want to uh, tackle real quick. About Raw and SmackDown, um, a couple of things, a couple of notes to put. Good job, uh, Ryan. <clears throat> Dangerous, Danny Davis. All right, so uh, we talked about Robert Roode. We talked about Ricochet losing. We talked about Andrade and Vega back on SmackDown. Do the Fox Sports wanting a more Latino presence uh, come there? Right. Moving but, but, but we know the I'm real cool. reason. I'm cool with that. We, we know the real reason. Well, well that, that is a reason. That's the a legitimate bull. reason. I mean, I, we, yeah, it we is. know that uh, both both are married and they want to you know, be with their spouses. But the, but yeah, the uh, Fox Sports is, is – the, the Fox Sports is also one of the reasons why they uh, they want to move them, which makes sense. I, I'm, I'm cool yeah. with that. Uh, I'm fine with that. Um, they want a more Latino can, presence for the Deportes. Right. Can anybody, with Ray being on Raw, WWE still has yet to find, I guess, air quote, the next Ray, or find the next person that's been able to have that grapple and that effect on the Latino Hispanic crowd like Ray and Eddie. They tried it with their real. They tried it with. The Sincaras, all four of five of them, the, the Viano fives and sixes. I'm being sarcastic with those. You know, now they're trying to get, you know, with, do, do you think they can finally get a real grasp of that demographic that's been suffering since left knee, just when left knee was gone, Mysterio, since Eddie passed away? 
Yeah, they haven't. Uh, and like like you said, they tried. I think they could with Mysterio. I think that they. I think Mysterio moving to Raw makes no sense to me. Uh, he's not going to be a top guy. He's going to be a mid card. He's going to be fed to you know people, which you know Mysterio. And and this and, and here's the sad part. When Mysterio left WWE, he became he blew up. Like his his career became like revived. He was doing some great indie work. He his his brand was huge, you know. And it, and his brand was so big that it was a big like he got huge pops when he came back for the Royal Rumble. And now it's and the sad part is he was huge. His brand was big when he was away from WWE. WWE has tarnished Mysterio in the little time that he's been back. That come January when he goes in the WWE, I mean, when he when he's in the Royal Rumble, most likely people are just like, oh, it's just Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, <laughs> I literally had to scratch my head, but that was perfect timing. You know, scratch your head moment, like, ah, you know, this is this Rey Mysterio is proof positive. Of what WWE can do to a brand individually, and it's and it's really sad. It's really sad because Mysterio was a brand. He was huge, man. When he came away from WWE, it was great. And now he's just lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, Viking Experience is now the Viking Raiders. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go with that. But the finishing move oh, is man, the Viking Experience. Yes, but the finishing move is called the Viking Experience, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, okay. He still wants to keep that, Vince. He still, he still wants to keep that little bit of Viking experience. <laughs> and it sounds like some type of X-rated film, man. I, I just don't like anything about that. Um, but... The Viking Raiders is redundant, but it sounds better than the Viking experience. Um, they're just really trying to avoid the word war, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It just, I just, I kind of see them as like because of because of these name jumbles, and I, I, I'm sorry, because I, I'm, I've interviewed Hanson on the show before. Nice guy. I talked to him in person, man. Super duper nice guy, and so it's like I've said this before, man. Anybody who I've interviewed on the show and I've talked to personally, I got a I got a soft spot for. I, I, I want them to succeed, and I feel like that with Hanson. And um, man, I, I mean, even with War Machine, man, I think War Machine is one of my favorite tag teams in, in the Ring of Honor. They were doing fantastic, man, and I just kind of see them at ascension level soon. I think that they'll kind of, you know, they'll kind of push them like AOP for a while, and then just like AOP, they're just kind of going to back burner. I just don't see much what, what, is, what, what they'll is, do with what, them. What is the little micro machine dudes? The little big heavy, little heavy, what you call them? Little talk, look like little talker trucks. I don't, I don't know. Heavy yeah, machine. I, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Heavy machine. Oh, heavy! Oh, the the, the group. The heavy, they look machine. like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. the four kid versions of the War Raiders, or the War Experience. What do you call them? War Machine, the Machine Raiders, whatever it is. It, it, it's, oh no! It, 
I like I like heavy machinery. I like heavy machinery. I just don't think that they are main roster. Like I, I think I think moving. I, I really like uh, uh, Otis Dozman, or I think he's just Otis now. But um, I, I I love him. He's he's fun. You know, like I love the whole. You know, like I I love characters, and I think he's fantastic, especially when he does the worm. But, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, moving them to the main roster is a, just a bad call, man. It just, it just makes no sense. Like, give them an op- give them an NXT opportunity. They were kind of, they were, they were starting, they were just starting to build themselves in NXT, and then, um, and then you move, to, move them to the main roster, and they haven't even get a, given themselves a chance to really solidify their character, I mean, get themselves yet on the NXT brand. Makes no sense. Oh. Lex is asking, and, given the recent media coverage of CM Punk doing a surprise appearance, do you believe he will re-sign with WWE or is he entertaining AEW? Um, uh, well, he's, you know, for, for those who don't know, uh, there's you know speculation. And I saw the video. <clears throat> he gave he, – it was an indie show in Milwaukee. Uh, he was maxed. He ran out from <clears throat> um, – from outside of the the room where the ring was, he came in, did a did a GTS and, and left. He was completely masked from head like like clothes on from head to toe, like no skin showing. Uh, maybe his hands, I don't remember, but face, uh, body, totally completely clothed. Um, and the speculation is that it was CM Punk. Um. I don't know, maybe a favor from somebody. I don't see this going more very far. Um, he's made it very clear. I mean, unless he's having that itch, which CM Punk, man, he's he he's been a mark for the business for so long, man, and so I can see him having that itch. I just don't see him uh, committing himself, especially to WWE. And as far as AEW is concerned, I can see him being I can see him being an announcer. And then having an angle which causes like a one-time match or something like that. I, I could see like, for instance, it would be perfect if like Pac would be the per- perfect person to go against Punk because Pac is a really good heel, great promos, love to hate him, and it, it would be it would make perfect sense for Pac to cut a promo, look over CM Punk, you got people washed up like him, so so far and so forth. So on and so forth. Punk gets he kind of brushes it off, and then he and then he keeps talking about a week after week after week. He pie faces him or paint brushes him, you know, one of those things that causes him to get upset. Then you have CM Punk versus Punk. So I think that that would be really cool for AEW. I don't see him being a full time wrestler or something like that, but a one off like that would be. I think that CM Punk would be more interested in something like that. And then uh, here's the next uh, trivia question. Dolph Ziggler defeated Blank to win his first IC and U.S. title. So he beat this person to win both of his championships. All right, so uh, that was Raw and SmackDown. Uh, as we, what, what grades would you give both, uh, PNP, PNP Nation? Um, drop the, uh, your comments in the PNP gallery and um, Raw and SmackDown. 
for me, Raw a C, SmackDown a B minus. The KO turn was, I mean, that was, you know, you could see yeah, that. We already saw that coming. Yeah. I mean, yes, SmackDown yeah. was better than Raw. Yeah. I mean, that's like Robert Ruiz's mustache. In fact, they joke right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, GHP says Raw C minus SmackDown C. Ryan says Raw C SmackDown B. Um, thanks, Cody. <laughs> Cody says better than any angle WWE has came up with lately regarding the uh, uh, regarding the CM Punk thing. <clears throat> I'll be really, I would be really intrigued with that. I've I've been very vocal of me not being a CM Punk fan. But I would be really uh, interested in that. I think, again, uh, a really good face takes a really good heel. And uh, I think that Pac would be a really good person to um, to feud with, with CM Punk for, for a one-off. Um, there were a lot of pregnancies in Iowa last night. Yeah, Cody, that was funny. That, that was uh, as much as I think that we're seeing too much of uh, Corey Graves, I think he was on fire last night. That was there was a couple moments when I was chuckling. Um, Raw C plus and SmackDown is B. Mo says Wild Boy B and B for both. And of course, um, since this uh, will be since the since you see this awesome display right here, um, we will we will see. <clears throat> All right. Uh, all right, so let's uh, get into the flavor of the week coming up here. We go. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so we're going to talk real quick about the shield. The shield. So, um,. So uh, the shield's le- uh, shield's done. Ambrose is uh, <clears throat> uh, leaving WWE, or perhaps he's leaving in-ring competition. Um, I know. I think the, I think the Ambrose would be a really good scouter, a really good recruiter with Regal. I think that would be great. We saw that. We saw some. We saw some pictures of that possibly happening during WrestleMania weekend at an indie show. Um. So with the Shield being gone, just a really career, just a really quick career retrospective of the Shield. Um, as far as their career retrospective is concerned, overall you can see that on the Shield special they showed a lot of videos during their time. So here's the here's the deal uh, for the PMP Nation. Uh, what overall grade? And you can drop that on there too. What overall grade? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll be waiting for the cool down musical show. So, so <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, what what grade would you give um, the Shield overall? Um, just just drop that in there real quick. What grade? Hey, the thing, man. Uh, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. First time viewer, welcome to the show, man. Now we appreciate you. Uh, welcome to Thing PNP uh, PNP Nation. Welcome to Thing. Glad you joined us. Um, yeah. So, what grade would you give the Shield? Uh, 
Kimbo says A plus. All right. Overall A plus. Uh, real quick, Evan. Uh, Cody says B minus their original ones. Magic. But it was never the same. Anytime they got back after that, the thing says to give the show the five out of ten. By the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks. Thanks for doing this. Friend. All of the all the uh, PMP stuff is right there. Uh, perfect timing. Oh, um, perfect timing. Uh, evening. I'll give them uh, a B plus. There you go. All the stuff. Twitter, yep. there's the Patreon. You're all there. Yeah. Um, there's the YouTube. All right, yeah. what do you say, uh, what do you say, Evan? Yeah, I give them a B plus. Um, they, they had a great look, show. Yeah, great look, great music. Uh, the only reason why they're not at A is because they didn't really have any formidable opponents that was on that level that they really could. They didn't really have any legit foes. You got to have a great villain to be a good hero. And, I mean, what, he yeah. fought the Wide Family twice. They dropped the ball with that. They fought old 50 Evolution. Yeah, After that, it was just a bunch of three-mans. But, I mean, overall, the show as a whole, B+. Plus, they had better feeds. Mm-hmm. I give them an A. You know, and uh, they went from Sam Pump Mercenaries to, to the Heavies to yeah. <laughs> the SWAT team. and. Um. Yeah, I think that's a good assessment. I think uh, I would give them a, uh, I say solid B. I say solid B. Uh, their their initial run was uh, was really good. They were unstoppable. Um, the Wyatt family thing was great. I think that should have been the mania match. They dropped the ball with that. I like the Evolution feud too, um, because of you know. Uh, because of things outside of their ability, Kurt Angle became an honorary member, you know, oh, because oh. of that. But the, the other incarnations, I like the last one, like the final one when they when they just went against uh, the, the the last pay per view. There was a there was a feel feel to that that I liked. Um, but other than that, you know, solid B, I think. Uh, good run, good overall. All right, let me read these before we uh, before we end the show here. Uh, Mo says B, Ryan says B, Juan says B plus, and now it's below the NWO. Thing says C. Uh, sport, uh, sports Auto says A plus, Wild Boy says A. JSP uh, says B, Tammy says A minus, Lexi says uh, C. <laughs> C, they were straight cornball at times. I agree with that. Um, all right. I think uh, that's it for now as far as I can see. Baby Shack says B. Uh, yes, don't be cold with you for the, uh, for the uh, Intercontinental title in the U.S. Title. I'm glad you, uh, <laughs> glad you remembered that. There's been a cliffhanger there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a fantastic show. I really appreciate you all. Uh, we managed to get to all this packed up into Plan A. Uh, uh, big thanks to my guy uh, Lance Archer. Lance Hoyt. I, I, I know him as Lance Hoyt. This is his real name, but he goes by Lance Archer uh, in New Japan uh, with Suzuki Goon. Ladies and gentlemen, for 369 episodes, I really hope you had en- enjoyed this show. I really, really enjoyed this show. Please uh, drop the like for the show, and uh, you know, subscribe to all those things up there. Uh, leave a comment as well. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of Evan Tech Prout, I'm Chris Featherstone. Uh, please enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody.
God bless. Good day, everybody.